Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid, such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to qalamcampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast, benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide. And let's, all of us come together, invest into our Sadaqah Jariyah and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. Have it and you want to take away from Okay, so it's not just seeing somebody have a nice car and you're like, that's a nice car, I wish I had that car. You decide not to stop there. I would be loud, but people will be like, oh, that's a nice car. In their heart, they're like, I hope this car, they crash it. And they don't have it for them anymore. And what that does is that it consumes you, which is why the analogy the Prophet gives is very important. Because he's literally saying that it eats away your good deeds. It eats away the goodness in your life. Because instead of being worried or instead of being attentive to the blessings that Allah has presented you, you're being attentive to someone else's plate. And not only are you that, doing that, but you're wishing on their downfall. And when we say in these words, everybody in here clearly is like, that's messed up. Right? Clearly, you feel that way. Anybody that don't feel that is messed up, because we can talk later. But you clearly feel like that's messed up. But because you're human, it is very possible that you felt that emotion before, even if it may not be to that extent. So sure, you're not wishing someone to have a car crash, 
but you definitely wish somebody's purse to like rip or their shirt to like mess up or their shoes to be scuffed, which is like the worst thing that can happen. It's kind of rude. Somebody gets a new pair of horses and you're like, oh, I hope it gets a scratch on it. That's messed up, right? And it may not seem like a big deal. You're like, oh, these are just material things and it's not that big of a deal. But when it manifests in smaller situations, it can manifest in bigger situations. So Allah SWT says in Surah Nisa, which is the fourth chapter in the Quran, verse 54, he says, That do people really envy other people based off of the bounty that God has given? Right? Being envious of someone else and checking for their blessing and seeing what they have, and then saying that they don't deserve it is you saying that Allah made a mistake by giving a person what they have. And it sounds, again, I know I'm sounding like really strong, okay? It's coming off real like in your face, but it's important for us to put things in the proper perspective and actually see it from the light that Allah SWT is trying to have us see it from. Because Allah SWT himself is saying this. Do people really envy other people that they have blessings from God's bounty. You're checking for someone else's possession that doesn't even belong to you. You're upset with somebody else for what they have of something that doesn't even belong to you. That's why Ibn Taymiyyah, he says that being envious is worse than being stingy. A person who is envious is worse than a person who's stingy. And he said, the reason being is that when you're stingy, at least you're checking your own pocket. It's the money that you worked hard for, that you have in your wallet, and you don't want to give it away. But when you're envious, it's not even something you gave to somebody. It is something Allah SWT gave to them, and you're saying they don't deserve it, or they shouldn't have it. And that is not okay. This conversation, though, of jealousy and envy any type of disease of the heart, Allah SWT has talked about it. Whether it is in full detail or briefly alluding to it, sometimes we're going through certain things in society and we think that, oh, this is new. This is a new thing that somebody's struggling with. Believe it or not, history repeats itself, so it's not very new. That the narrations are there, the ayat, the verses are there. And so in Surah Al-A'raf, which is the seventh chapter of the Quran, Allah SWT details a, a very important interaction that occurs. Allah SWT says, We certainly created you all, and then we crafted you, we fashioned you, we made you who you are. Okay, so there's being created, and so what is to give someone some type of image or some type of look. It is to give somebody, to fill somebody in, you know what I'm saying? So Allah SWT gave us our bodies and then he gave us our personalities and he gave us our looks and our tribes and our cultures and so many different things. And then Allah SWT says, Summa kunna, and then we said, Adam, to the angels to bow down to Adam. Okay, then we said to the angels, bow down to Adam. They all bow down except for Iblis, who is Satan, Shaitan. That he wasn't amongst those who bowed down. Now, I have a question for you guys. Was Iblis an angel or a jinn? He was a jinn. 
But the nature of the situation is that Allah SWT is addressing everybody as a group because Iblis was so devout to God that he resembled an angel. So angels don't have free will. Allah SWT tells them to be in prostration forever and they're in prostration forever. Allah SWT tells them to do tawaf, they do tawaf forever. This is the nature, this is how they are. As opposed to human beings and jinn, we have free will. And so Allah SWT tells us to pray and we decide, you know, within the times hopefully we're all trying to pray. We don't get up and do it immediately. We can decide when to pray, right? We have the options of yes, of, of doing this or that. But angels just do exactly what they're told. So Iblis spent so much time with the angels that he got grouped in with them as like a team. Birds of a feather flock together, okay? So when Allah SWT tells them all to bow down, he's also addressing Iblis because that's who he hang out with. These are his people. Make sense? So Allah SWT says, for Sajadu, they all bow down, illa Iblis, except for Iblis, lam yakum min he wasn't from those who prostrated. If we, we as Muslims, we have a, we have a strong, we want to have a strong relationship with Allah. So when Allah SWT tells us to do something, a lot of times we fall into traps or we fall into situations where we don't end up fulfilling what God tells us to do, not because we want to be disobedient, but because we're just not being mindful, right? And out of mind, out of sight sometimes. So we forget that Allah SWT is watching us and that Allah SWT is there. And when we do that, then sometimes we end up being disobedient without even meaning to. Shaitan is being disobedient to God's face. He is having a direct conversation with Allah. Allah SWT then turns to him and he asks him, Qala, ma mana What stopped you? What got in your way? Mana'a to prohibit something for an obstacle to be there. What stopped you? What got in your way of prostrating when you were commanded to? Iblis responds and he says, Ana qala, ana minhu. I'm better than him. I'm better than him. Okay, fine. We'll say this is not a case of envy. This is a case of arrogance. Okay? But then what does he say? You created him from fire and you, you created him from dirt and you created me from fire. The biggest thing though that made this a case of envy was Shaitan felt that if anybody should bow down, it should be to Shaitan. Why? Because I have free will and I'm here and I'm worshiping with these angels. Right? You just created this new creation and now all of a sudden we're supposed to bow down? The issue is that when you think that you deserve something that God has not given you, then you're saying that you know better than Allah. And that is what Shaitan was saying. Allah SWT responds and he tells Shaitan that you get out of here. He kicks him out. Now Shaitan's biggest thing was, you know what? You're gonna kick me out, I'll go. But I need you to give me some time. Don't let me go to hellfire. Because what I want to do is I want to sit and I want to misguide people. He literally says this to Allah. And he says that he is going to sit. He says, That I'm going to sit on the straight path, on the corner of the straight path, 
and this is where I'm gonna go and try to misguide people. I will try to approach them from in front of them. And from behind them. And from their right side. And from their left side. And you will find that most of your servants will not be grateful. The root of most of our diseases of the heart is ingratitude. When you're envious of someone, when you don't like that someone got something and you didn't get it, it's because you're ungrateful for what God has given you. And there are immense dangers and effects of being a jealous person. And it, it not only affects the, it not only affects you, but it like literally makes you not be able to see even people that are there to help you. It makes you look at everybody as an enemy. It makes you look like everybody as an as an opportunity to talk bad about. It makes you look at everybody in a suspicious way. Someone has something nice, and you're like, "There's no way they can afford that house on a halal paycheck." Someone gets a new job. You're like, there's no way they got that job by themselves. Someone must have done something. They must have went a back way. And what you're doing is that you are internally making up things about people, but everything that is internal, if you don't get a handle on it, it becomes external. And when it becomes external, you now roped other people into your disease and your problem. Mu'awiyah, who is a companion, who is someone who served as a scribe of Prophet he narrates, he says himself, he narrates, and he says, that I have the ability to make people feel good. You know, any problem, any situation someone comes up with, I'm there. I'm there to help you. I can be there to hold their hand and they will feel good about themselves. I can see I'm capable of satisfying them. I'm capable of making peace with them. But then he says, except for someone who has this immense level of jealousy over a blessing. There's no reconciling that person. Why? Because that person will not feel good about themselves or they won't feel content or they won't feel okay or they won't be satisfied until the thing that they're jealous of is gone until it's removed. They won't be okay until that person loses their job. They won't be okay until that person loses their home or loses their car or loses whatever it is that people be, are jealous of. And the issue is, is that when you're not able, when someone is not able to see that there are people helping them, then they turn against that person and make them feel like the enemy. Oh, you, you calling me jealous? You're really the jealous one. You're just mad because I have this, this, and this. And it's like, no, I'm trying to show you that your complaint is irrational. That your issue that you're bringing up about this person is irrational. That is very possible that you need to look within yourself and you need to figure out what it is that makes you feel this way about this person because what you're trying to tell me doesn't make sense. That's why Mawiyah says that that I can satisfy and bring people to a middle ground, except for a person who has like this, this bone to pick of envy. 
Ibn Taymiyyah, he says that every person has jealousy within them. But the difference between a person who has like skill and a person who's just a regular person that just feels jealous is that the one who has skill will feel it inside of them and they'll get it under wraps. As opposed to other people, they let their wrath out, right? What are some things that you guys notice people get jealous over? Tell me. What are some things? Not rhetorical question. I don't do rhetorical questions. I don't feel like I have to say that, but I'm gonna let you guys know again. Yes. Knowledge. Knowledge, why? Can you repeat that last part? Okay, good. So someone may want more knowledge and then they'll see somebody with knowledge, they'll get jealous of that. Something else. What are some things people get jealous of? Well, why? Okay, so some people believe that, you know, when somebody has more money, they have a better living situation, they have more, they have, you know, it gives, they just are jealous over the wealth that someone else has. Give me one more. I like answers in threes and fives. So if we get a fourth answer too, then we have to go to five. So give me one more at least. One more thing. Huh? Yes, beauty. People get jealous over people's beauty, how they look, the things that they have, the wealth that they have, the knowledge that they have. These are all things that people get jealous over. How many of these things are in somebody's control? None. None. They're not in someone's control. There are people who may spend years trying to learn something, but they're just not cut out for it. They're just not cut out for it. And if anybody thinks that their beauty is a result of their own doing, you have bigger problems, okay? Bigger delusions that you have to get over. And wealth, too. There are people who should be making more money, who have immense talents, people who are far smarter than the most wealthy person you know, they don't have it. So wealth is also not something that is given, that you can bring about yourself. These are all things that are risk, they're provisions that come from Allah. And so Ibn Taymiyyah, he's like, it is normal. It is a thing that people may end up, you know, having a level of hasad or a level of envy of someone. But what makes you different is being intuitive, is recognizing, okay, this is, this is a little weird. You know, someone walks in the room, they say something about something new they got or some situation they're in, and you all of a sudden feel like standoffish. You have to ask yourself, why do I feel that way? Because you're human. If any of us in this room feels like we are above being envious of someone, you've already fell into the trap. You've already fell into the trap because you're not protecting yourself. So someone walks up, they have something to say, they're showing you something, you all of a sudden you feel some type of way, you have to really ask yourself, why do I feel this way? And what he's saying is that the one who doesn't ask themselves that, they let it fester. And when something festers, it consumes you. And then it becomes the target, right? Now you're targeting someone. Every time they walk in the room, you're like, oh, he thinks he's better than everybody. She thinks she's better than everybody. They have something you're like, how can they even afford that? Why is that your business? Why is that a question that came to your mind? 
That's what you have to ask yourself. But he says the one that has strength, the one that truly has it under control is the one who wraps it together. And that's the questioning. The Prophet says that al-hasadu yaqulu hasanat, that hasad eats away the deeds, eats it. You know, it eats away your good deeds. Imagine you work so hard for something, okay? Going to the gym is a new thing all over social media. I don't know what happened. Why did everybody wake up and decide this is what they're going to do? But it's motivating, okay? Imagine you worked out for three years of your life. Three years. Consistent, trying to eat right, do all these things, okay? You, you did that. But every time you work out, you're just gaining more weight. You work out, you're getting less bulk. For those of you who are trying to bulk up. You work out, you eat right, and it's like all your all your goals that you're trying to hit, they just keep getting pushed back. You know, you have these apps that tell you it'll take you a year to reach your goal. So every time you go work out, it's like it adds another 15 days to reach your goal. How ridiculous is that? That's what happens when you're envious of someone. You're going, you're giving charity, you're doing all the good deeds that you can, but then you're still talking bad about this person. You see something that they have and you treat them a certain way, or you're asking literally, people go to the extent of asking a lot to remove something from someone's life just because you want it. And you're eating away your good deeds. So the way that this manifests is that when you go before a law on a day of judgment and you're ready to, you're like, you know, you may feel like, I know I don't have all the good deeds in the world, but I know I did something and they're just gone. There's nothing there. That savings account that you were putting in for the hereafter, nothing exists there. Why? Because of your envy. This is what the Prophet says. It says, it eats away the good deeds. Anybody been to a bonfire before? What happens when you throw the wood in there? If you started the fire right? You know, people don't start the fire right. What happens when you throw the wood in there? It starts to like consume it immediately and then all these sparkles come up and people use that the prime time to take a TikTok or Instagram because it looks pretty, they get it. But what the thing about wood and fire is that it's like the perfect match. Fire consumes it. It literally turns it into nothing, into ash. And so this analogy that Prophet is giving is that he's saying that you have to understand that this, that being envious is not just something that affects like you right now, it affects you in every part of your life. And you may think that, okay, because I'm envious of someone else, then maybe I'm doing wrong unto them. Yes, you are for sure, but you're doing more harm to yourself than you are to the other person. Because there's so much, so many other things that you can be um, putting your time into and your life into, but instead you just focus on somebody. Now, Allah SWT gives us different surahs and things that we should recite to be able to protect ourselves from envy, right? Literally in Surah Al-Falaq, Allah SWT says, min hasidin ila hasad, right? And I seek refuge in you, O Allah and our Lord, from the envious person whenever they decide to target their envy. And it's so important to recognize that this is one of the shorter surahs it is one of the stories that people learn first when they're trying to memorize Quran. 
And you think you would think that, you know, sometimes you may say, oh, it's just a coincidence, but Allah SWT did this by design. Because we're saying it's one of the most widespread diseases of the heart, which makes it super dangerous. And why is it dangerous? Because it has a slew of issues that it then has an onset of. The first thing is the breaking of the community. And there's nothing worse than breaking family ties and breaking communal ties. That it's so important to maintain love and respect for your brothers and sisters in Islam and your family. That the Prophet he says in a narration by Anas bin Malik radiallahu he says, La None of you have truly manifest your belief until you love for yourself what you love for your brother and sister. And I'm sure we've heard this narration before. But look at what it's saying. You say, La ilaha illallah, that you believe in the oneness of Allah. And the Prophet is saying, yes, that la ilaha Allah is very much so sufficient and is very much so good, but it's not everything. Why? Because if you don't act upon your la ilaha Allah, then what are you doing? Because Allah SWT says, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu wa amilu salihat, O you who believe and do good deeds, this is your reward, right? Belief is not just an action of the tongue, is an action of your life, your entire life, the entirety of your life. And so the Prophet says that none of you truly have belief and actually believe in the La ilaha Allah until you want for your brother what you want for yourself. This is like the complete opposite of envy. Because we said being envious means what? You guys tell me. I'm going to call my sister because she's here. Tell me. Um, wanting something removed because you don't have it. Very good. Wanting something removed from someone else's life because you don't have it. Somebody has what you want and you want it removed because you don't have it. And the Prophet says what? You don't truly believe until you want for your brother or sister what you want for yourself. So that's the complete opposite. You also have another narration. The Prophet says, La tababadu. He says, don't, don't be, um, the Prophet says, don't hate one another. Don't be, don't like, it's not even about hatred. It's more so like having a mutual level of hatred, right? Because this is, this is where it's in the form of two people doing the same thing. So he's like, don't incite hatred between one another. That's what it's more saying. And then he says, Wala tahasadu. And don't be jealous of one another. Don't be envious of one another. And don't turn your back on one another. And be servants to Allah as brothers and sisters. And it's not permissible. Okay, It is impermissible for someone to ignore their Muslim brother or sister more than three days, above three days, meaning three days is your cutoff. But guess what? When you're envious of somebody, what are you doing? You're breaking that tie. You're completely severing that relationship. And you never just do it with yourself. You end up talking to other people about it and causing problems in the community. That is why it is something that is very dangerous. The second thing, 
is that it makes you have a very poor relationship between you and God. And I would say this is like the most important thing. When I say a poor relationship between you and Allah, I mean a poor relationship between you. Because you end up just questioning Allah, why? Why? Why this person? Why not me? Why this? Why did they get this and I didn't get it? You see someone, maybe they have the same background as you. Maybe you guys grew up together. Maybe there's a lot of maybes. You're like, we went to the same college. We applied for the same jobs. And you gave it to that person. They don't deserve it. How do you know they don't deserve it? How do you know why God gave it to them? You don't know that. But then what that does is it causes you to have uh, to be a skeptic of Allah. Skepticism with your relationship between you and Allah. Allah SWT says in the Hadith Qudsi, which is a Hadith that is narrated by the Prophet Sallam, but the meaning of it comes from Allah, that I am to my servant how they think of me. And if you think all the time that God is giving you less than, you will never be able to see the true blessing that Allah has given you. And when we started with Shaitan saying what? After he was ungrateful and after he was envious, he said, I'm gonna sit on the straight path and I'm gonna to try to misguide them in whatever way I possibly can. And then he says, and you will find that most of them will be ungrateful. That your ingratitude and you're not being able to see the blessing that Allah put right in front of you, right? And just checking for someone else's plate makes you have such a poor relationship between you and God that you end up having a poor relationship with everybody else around you. And let me tell you, misery loves company. So then your friends are gonna be all friends that envy other people. And if you think that you're sitting around with a group of people talking about other people and what they have and why they have it and why they shouldn't have it, and you think they're not talking about you and they're not envious of you, then you are sadly mistaken. You really got life messed up. So when you recognize that this is something that is important for you to take care of, you also realize that the Prophet said, what he's trying to show us with these narrations and the expl explanation and these stories is that he's trying to let us know that you need to get a handle on it. You need to look within yourself and you need to be able to say, okay, you know what? This is something I need to work on. The Prophet was asked the question, which of the people are the best? And this is a question that the Prophet got commonly, okay? There's so many narrations. Which of the people will be the best? How do I go to Jannah? How do I go to paradise? What is the best thing that I can say? What is the best thing that I can do? And Prophet Sallam will give different, different advices depending upon the situation. So he gets this question. Which of the people are the best? And the Prophet says, That someone who's I'm not going to translate it again. And then he says, and they're, they have a truthful tongue, okay? They have a truthful tongue, meaning they don't tell lies. So the companion that asked, the companions that asked this question, they too did not know what Mahmoud meant. So they responded and they said, you know, truthful tongue, we know it. We know what that means. But then they said, what does it mean for someone to have what does this word mean? And what it has the understanding of 
It is someone who is, the Prophet then gives the explanation. He says, It is someone who has this intense level of God consciousness. Now, God consciousness and piety does not mean that you're perfect. It means that you're aware of Allah as your maker. It means that you're aware of Allah as your provider. It means that you're aware of God's mercy. You're aware of his compassion. You're also aware of his punishment. You're aware of his anger. You're aware of his wrath. It is to be encompassing of Allah in his essence and understanding him. And so he says, That there are not people who consistently like sin. What that means, again, we're not talking about being perfect. We're talking about someone who recognizes they make a mistake and they repent for it and they try their best not to do it again. And then he says, They're not like, they don't try to cause problems. They're not rebellious. They don't come in and just want to start a fight. You know, you just immediately you see somebody, they're always trying to start a fight, you go the other way. You know what I'm saying? They're not that person that comes in and just wants to start a fight. And they're not deceitful. And then he says, and that person is not envious. They don't have jealousy in their heart for other people. And the, when the Prophet is explaining this, he's literally telling them that this is how you become the best person that you can be. It is by ridding yourself of these different evils. It is by ridding yourself of these different diseases. And one who does not do that, then they subject themselves to a lot of other slew of diseases to be able to come through the door. Right? So we're almost going to wrap up soon, but I want to make sure that we're able to not only address and have a full overview understanding of the actual disease, but we also know what are some symptoms. So I want you guys to tell me, what are some ways that people can recognize or you could recognize that you're maybe a little interesting about somebody, a little envious of somebody? What are some symptoms? Tell me. Go ahead. What do you mean this? No, Hassan, he's like, just strike your shoulders. Anybody? You have a different vibe around them that you would have like regular me, like someone that you are not jealous of, you can just have a supreme vibe with them. But someone that you're jealous of, you will probably have like a, you feel like a different vibe. Very good. You may feel a different vibe towards somebody, right? They can be having the same exact conversation as the person next to them. And for some reason, that person just opening their mouth makes you want to just like scream, okay? Makes you very upset. Very good. Give me one more. I'm not going to ask for two more. I'm going to ask for one more. Yes. Many of Obsession. Tell me about that. Very good. When you're always checking for somebody, Literally, you're literally obsessed with what they're doing. You want to know what they got. You don't want to know where they're at. And it's all, that word obsessed sounds strange, right? You're like, no, there's no way I'm obsessed. But if you go to somebody's Instagram or their TikTok, I don't really know Facebook is a place to be checking people, but I'm pretty sure Instagram and TikTok is a place to be checking people. And you find yourself being on their profile like three times a day or even two times a day or even once a day. You need to ask yourself a question. Why do I keep looking at this person's profile? What is it that I'm trying to see? And then they get something 
or they travel somewhere or something new happens in their life and you're like, but you went there. You look, they're not even showing you. They're not even showing you. You went there and you looked for it. You have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? So symptoms is one, like um, I just had to mention, when you literally have like this, this overwhelming negative feeling about somebody that did absolutely nothing to you, you need to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Second thing, like many have mentioned, is when you're obsessed with somebody, when you're literally checking and looking at the stuff that they have and trying to figure out why did they get it and you're talking about it, but being that consistent in someone's life and just that's not that you don't need to like even check in with, you have to ask yourself why are you doing this. The third thing I think is really important. When someone has some good news, whether they're telling you or not, and you find it really difficult to even just congratulate them, even if it's something that you felt like, oh, I don't want that, then why can't you just say alhamdulillah or mashallah for that person? Or you can't make dua for them to get more of it. You have to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? Literally someone shares some type of good news or something good that happened to them and you shut down. You know, you were engaging in a conversation normal. And they're like, yeah, by the way, I got a car, just casual conversation. And all of a sudden you just, it's like the most reprehensible thing they ever said to you. You have to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? This is a class of us checking ourselves. It's not us checking other people. I think we do more than enough with that on social media, okay? So this is a class of us checking ourselves. So we, what we're gonna do, we're not gonna do this together because I really don't wanna know what you guys are struggling with like that but what we're going to do as a class is that after this we're going to take like two minutes and we're just going to be very real with ourselves and we're going to ask ourselves why or when have i done this or when have i felt some type of way why did i feel that way and then start making steps to work on it make sense the first step to work on it is being mindful it is that two minutes that you're gonna take and you're gonna think about yourself. You're gonna think what are the things that I could, what, when is the time that I may have done this or acted this way or had this reaction? The second thing is that the people that you're envious of, or maybe someone you may have thought of and you're like, oh, they had this thing and I wanted it and maybe you felt some type of way about it, you're gonna make du'a for them. And it's not just like, you know, sometimes we make general du'as, all I keep them safe, protect them you're going to tap into exactly what you're envious about. Somebody got a new house and you're just really upset about it. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take a moment and I hope nobody's name is Khadija here and you're gonna say, oh, Allah, well, maybe, yeah, they can be Khadija, okay? Oh, Allah, give Khadija a bigger house and love and affection and righteousness in her house, in her home. That's what you're gonna make dua for. Someone got a new car, I said, I hope nobody's name is Khadija here, and I look directly at her. <laughs> Someone got a new car, maybe you were upset about it, and you ask Allah, you're going to make dua for them. You're going to ask Allah SWT to give them an even better car, and let this car be a means of barakah for them, and happiness, and safety. What that does is that it allows for you to tap directly into the issue. Shaitan wants you to dance around it, okay? He wants you to be like, no, it's not that deep, it's not that big of a deal. 
until it festers and it becomes that deep and it becomes that big of a deal. And you need to catch it before it does that. You need to hone that fire in before it bursts out. So that's the second thing. First one is being mindful, be self-aware. The second thing is making dua for that person uh, to have benefit that you're envious of. The third thing I think is something that we don't do enough of, and that's how we end up in these situations. And it's very common, it's, it's normal that we don't do enough of it simply because life is busy. So you forget to, as they say, stop and smell the flowers. You forget to stop and recognize the, the things that God has given you, right? And because we're in an era and a time of being overtly involved in other people's lives, okay, it's unhealthy. And I'm not like old and I don't hate social media, but I do think that it is unhealthy to see people living life in a fast paced way that that's not the reality of what life actually is. And so when you're spending a lot of your time at work and all this other stuff and then your downtime is looking at someone else's life, you don't have the space to be grateful to God. Gratitude is one of the, gratitude to Allah SWT and recognizing God's power, Allah SWT's reverence, and the fact that Allah SWT is the one who gave you what you have and gave the people what they have, what they have, will help you to be able to bring that fire down. It will help you to recognize that, hey, nobody has anything by the means of what they put forth. They have everything by the fact that Allah SWT has blessed them with it. And so guess what? There is nothing wrong with you asking God for what you want. Absolutely, you should. But there's everything wrong with you praying on someone else's downfall. Because who are you? And why do you think you're that great, that you're the only one who deserves it? When Allah SWT is literally saying that this person should have it, right? So you want something, you show gratitude to Allah, you know, you do your alhamdulillah, and you pray to Allah for what you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you reflect upon Allah SWT's decree and his blessing and the things that he has given you. So I pray Allah SWT allows us to benefit from everything that we heard here today. I pray Allah SWT forgives us all of our shortcomings. And Allah SWT allows us to be people who are, that Allah SWT allows us to be people who are sincere and people who are close to him. SubhanAllahumma bihamdika, mashadu alayhi wa hala anta, 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 mashadu